Welcome everyone to the Great Maker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. 2023 is wrapping up. Like when you're listening to this, like I'm trying to figure out the days in my head, like it's going to be right before Christmas. So I mean, 2023 is basically done from Christmas to New Year's. Nobody cares. It's free reign. It's like the purge, but you can do whatever you want. So 2023 is wrapping up. It has been a big year for lpw there has been some incredible cards some incredible matches and joining me to talk about all of that is none other than spencer love spencer how are you doing hey dude i'm good thank you for having me and thank you for having me especially after we had to delay after i got sick this weekend i hope you can't hear it anymore i'm still i'm still enthusiastic i'm still exuberant I'm still just a little bit plugged up too, but it's good to see you, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. Hey, even when we were talking about rescheduling, I could still sense the enthusiasm. It was just like, you could tell you were sick, but there was still enthusiasm there. So I'm just a little baby. <laughs> I'm just a little baby. Just a little baby. So like, dude, this was a great year for LPW. Like, I mean, when we look from the very beginning to lpw 21 was the last one if i'm not mistaken yep you betcha like there was some great matches we got to see some debuts we're going to cover all that stuff but as a whole what were your thoughts about 2023 when it comes to lpw i think surreal to be honest with you is the best way that i can put it like i'm really really proud of what we've done in our first two years and and 2022 was really really huge for us i think and uh in the first year of existence, but I don't think you'd find anybody who would argue that we leveled up in a lot of ways through Mm -hmm. 2023. Um, The production value was insane. I really think as far as our stories went uh, through the first, uh, well, not even through the first, through the 11 months of the year um, were really, really fantastic. I think the matches that we put on, you know, same as 2022, but I think that um, everybody really grew through that year and really, again, leveled up is the way that I'll put it for a lot of our wrestlers themselves. Um, the matches we put on in 2023, a lot of them were heads and tails above what a lot of people were doing in 2022. So, um, again, I'm really, really proud of what our first year brought, but, uh, year two, 2023, uh, we really leveled up. I really think we took a lot of measurable steps forward and, uh, you know, it's it's got me excited for what we've got next year. You know, our next show is at Rogers Place. How else mm-hmm. uh, How else can you kick off a year better, right? So um, real, real excited about what we brought to the table last year. It, like you say, second year. And to me, that, like, it blows my mind because to me, seeing what LPW has been able to do and the cards and just the overall vibe and feelings towards it, to me, it feels like it's an established independent promotion that's been around for you know five years already that has that following and like just like it's a place where people want to go to wrestle and it's like to when you say second year it's like shit it has only been two years but like you guys have knocked it out of the park every show it's great to see 
I appreciate that, man. And yeah, again, that's that's one of the reasons that surreal is the best way that I can put it in that um, we had a really clear vision for what we wanted to do as far as presentation, as far as, you know, some of the stories we wanted to tell, like I've said, as far as who we really wanted to build the promotion around. Now, obviously, things change a little bit, mm -hmm. but a lot of the times those have changed for the better. And uh, I think that was really a benefit. But again, um, I think if you talk to the sort of people in the staff or any of the wrestlers or the volunteers that we've got, or even some of the people that have been coming around since, uh, since March of 2022, when we started running monthly, um, I think a lot of them would tell you that I've, I've said pretty consistently that we're far and away above where, or, uh, ahead of where I thought that we were going to be by this point mm -hmm. in the best of ways. Yeah. But, uh, it's pretty wild. Like you said, man, it, it's pretty cool to, um, and, and in the most humble of ways, it's pretty cool to be a destination in Canadian wrestling, right? Mm -hmm. Like there are people and it's, it's pretty cool to see that, you know, we get tagged and here's the promotions that I want to work with or, you know, selfishly when free agents become available to see us popping up in the tags of wrestlers, mm -hmm. uh, Instagrams or Twitters or X's or whatever they're calling it nowadays, you know, it's, <laughs> it's the little cheesy stuff, but it means that we're top of mind and it means that people want to see the best, of the best here because we've, we've brought the best of the best here. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, man, two years is a long time, but in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's, we're still a very new promotion and it's yes. pretty cool to see where we've been able to bring things in, in a relatively short amount of time. Well, let's talk about 2023 because I mean, the year kicked off with MRB as champ, the year ends with MRB as champ, but there is no doubt in my mind that Zoe Sager had an incredible year as LPW champion and really represented the company, like putting on these incredible matches. You knew every time that she stepped into the ring that you were just going to get a fantastic match. And I was hoping you could speak on just the run Zoe had as champ. Um, you know, not to tear too much back, man, but like when, when I've said since the start, like people, we wanted to build the promotion around, um, like we, we frankly wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Zoe Sager, you know, uh, I, I really, really felt it was fundamental. And a lot of the people in the ownership felt it was fundamental that she was part of love pro from day one. And, um, I, I couldn't be more proud. I really couldn't be more proud. I really couldn't be more humbled, man, because like you see where she's getting booked, whether it's WrestleCore, whether it's NEW, whether it's more, like everywhere, right? PPW out in Saskatchewan, Dungeon, you know, you name it, she's there. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that she went to bat for us, chose to be a part of Love Pro quite literally since day one. The only show she's ever missed for Love Pro was a SmackDown in September of 2022. Um Zoe Sager, by my money, man, is is one of the best wrestlers, not in Canada, not in North America, but one of the best wrestlers in the world. You know, when you've got people like Speedball Mike Bailey and Veda Scott and uh, Willow Nightingale and, you know, some of her other opponents coming up and saying, like, she's someone to watch, 67th ranked in the PWI this year, um, man, Zoe's a star. I really can't say enough great things about Zoe Sager and uh, the fact that she's not just like a part of our promotion, but such a huge part of our promotion, obviously a focal point of last year being the longest reigning uh, love pro wrestling grand champion of all time. We announced today that her and Travis Williams are going to go one-on-one -on -one again at Rogers place to kick off the year. Um, 
man, just uh, proud. I'm very, very yeah. proud. I'm really, really lucky. Uh, I think anyone in the staff would echo that, that uh, Zoe's a part of Love Pro. I think it was after the Speedball Strikes first uh, event and, you know, you were hearing comments. I think Veda was one of the people who actually said, like, how is Zoe not booked everywhere? That's just yeah. how good Zoe is. Yeah, I, you know, again, it's one of those things where where I could probably take this entire podcast and that goes for a number <laughs> of the people on the roster, to be blunt with it. I, I think we've got you know, the best way I can put it is I've said this to a few people that people are going to look back on the Love Pro Wrestling roster in 2023 and be like, oh my God, they were there and they were there and they were there. Like yeah. there are so many great people, but Zoe specifically, like, like you said, when, when a who's who of wrestling are saying we want to wrestle her, why isn't she booked everywhere? Um, lots of love to me, but there are a lot bigger people <laughs> than me saying Zoe's the shit, but I'll certainly echo that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was funny because, I mean, I was lucky enough to be out there for the Speedball Strikes first show. And, like, it was from top to bottom, it seemed like every match, it was like, okay, we're going to go out there. We're going to put on a great match. But it was like having to one-up the next one. And, like, things kicked off with Son of Irish and Travis Williams. And you're thinking, it's like, how is it going to get better? Because those two had a great match. And then, like, next match rolls out and it's on par. And everyone is just, like, pushing each other just to be a little bit better. And it was great to watch that. And by the time it came to Zoe and Judas Icarus having a match, it's like they went out there and just killed it, knocked it out of the park. And you're wondering how it can be this good when everything else has already been as great as it has been. Yeah. Man, that's one of the things that I love about our roster and the the locker room and every, again, metric you can put on it. Um, everybody's out there and there's no ego behind it, but everybody wants to go out there and put on the best match, right? Because everybody's trying to build towards a great card because everybody, whether it's our roster, myself, our video techs, our production techs, everyone in between, we want to build a scene here in Edmonton, Alberta. And mm -hmm. You know, when you've got everybody pulling the rope the same way, when you've got everybody aligned in a goal, when you've got that healthy competition for things, when you've got that hunger in the locker room, um, man, you, again, easy is not the best way to put it. I'll certainly use my air quotes for those of you watching on the video end of things because easy ain't the way to put it. But like when you find people who are all willing to pull the rope the same way and we've lucked into that because our fan base is that way, our volunteers are that way, our staff's that way. And most importantly, our locker rooms that way. It's very, very hard to put on a great show mm -hmm. in Western Canada. There are so many great wrestlers out here from Winnipeg West, man. It's incredible. And obviously you can say Winnipeg East as well too, but <laughs> speaking specifically for where we're at, like, it's it's pretty hard not to put on a great professional professional wrestling show when you're talking about the actual matches themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I just personally think that when you look at the Love Pro roster, um, we've got the best. Mm -hmm. We we really really do. I've said multiple times that that I'd put our roster, I'd put our matches up against anyone in in Western Canada, Canada, North America, and I stand by that. I humbly stand by that. I certainly do. There are a lot of great promotions out there, but. Um, I think quality wise, we're up there. I really do. When you look at it nowadays, I mean, there are so many options when it comes to promotions and, you know, being putting their shows online, you could go onto IWTV and be like, Hey, okay, here's going to be a show. I'm going to sit down and watch it. Uh, what I, one thing I've loved with LPW is that like the storylines that have been told, 
the wrestlers that are a part of it, you want to go out of your way to check out what's being presented to you, what's being told. Whereas if you're just punching it up, you know, punching up a random show on there, it's very difficult to get invested, but everyone has worked very hard to garner the attention of the viewers. And I think that's very commendable, especially in this day and age with so many options out there when it comes to product online. Well, and I think that that's what gets people coming back again. Like, I use this very loosely, but anybody can put on a great match. Any promotion out here can put on a great match. Any promotion in North America, you know, the UK, the Far East, anywhere can put on a great pro wrestling match, and it's more easily accessible than ever. So um, for us, it's been really important not just to put on great matches, but give people a reason to care about them. Now, you can come out to a Love Pro Wrestling show for the first time, and you'll be able to get caught up with the stories fairly easily, and you're going to have your attention drawn, like I say, because... The matches themselves are fantastic, but what gets people coming back, whether it's ticket sales, whether it's online, is is the story behind it. People bought into seeing Lumberjack Larry Woods yeah. over the month that he was the number one contender. And before that, people bought into the TY's our champ movement. You still hear those chants at the rec room. Mm-hmm. People bought into wanting to see Zoe Sager lose, right? Because uh, people do care about great matches, certainly. But uh, if you want people to come back again and again and again, um, you got to give people reasons to care beyond just, oh, this is going to be a great match. Because mm-hmm. if if it's going to be, well, this is going to be a great match, you can catch that outside of Love Pro Wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. like we said, wrestling's more easily accessible than ever, and it's more inexpensive than ever. And that's a great mm-hmm. thing. Oh, yeah. You got to give people reasons outside of like, look at these two great wrestlers. It's look at these two great wrestlers, and here's why you should care that they're wrestling. Mm-hmm. The both the the wrestlers you mentioned there with Ty and Larry the stare the stories told with those guys I mean that was some great work and it's something that like I know when I leave a show if I'm fantasy booking what I think is going to happen next that's when you know you've really grabbed attention of a fan because like with independent wrestling it's so easy just to go shut off your mind. You're just watching wrestling for a little bit. But when I can go to a show and think like, hmm, I wonder if this is what's going to happen or, hey, maybe we're going to see this happen down the line, you know, whatever it might be. Like, that's when you know you've got something special. Like, I can say it for LPW. I can say the same for WPW when I go to a show and I'm like, holy shit, I wonder if they're going to do this or, you know, this. And it's like, oh, they're going to do this. Okay, cool. That's what I want when it comes to going to a wrestling show. So... Man, I appreciate that. And again, like just to put over T.Y. and Larry, like two guys who, you know, Larry was from with with Love Pro from day one. And then T.Y., his first match with us was against Jack Pride at uh, LPW5, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been pretty cool to see, you know, T.Y. especially, you know, Larry as well with the Rads. But um, T.Y. came in, he came in as a baby face, he turned heel as part of the tag tag title match with the Bollywood Boys, and then again, you see his growth into one of the most popular guys, not just in Love Pro, but in Alberta, in Western Canada, and uh, full testament to him, full testament to Larry, because um, those guys are great wrestlers, and they're people who are really, really um, eager to tell stories as well, and Mm -hmm. I think, you know, cheesy as it might sound, you know, but Pro wrestling is all about stories. It is mm-hmm. all about, again, making people care. This year, we saw some incredible debuts. I mean, first time showing up. I mean, Rose for the first time. Silesia Sparks, you know, they had an incredible match. Seeing Judas Icarus in an LPW ring. Shazza McKenzie, I think that was her. 
was it her Canadian debut? Or you betcha. It? Okay, so there you go. I mean, you're seeing all these wrestlers taking part. And I mean, what does that mean to you and as a brand for LPW, having all these great wrestlers wanting to be a part of it? It means a lot, man. It really, really does. Um, not just to come up and wrestle a match and take a booking and, you know, hit the pay window, brother. But like Shaza McKenzie chose to make her Canadian debut with us. That's someone who's internationally renowned. That's someone who I loved watching on Shimmer, right? Like mm -hmm. Jasmine Allure, not only did she choose to come up for her Canadian debut, but the GCWA Women's Championship was defended in Canada for the first time. Going longer back with it, of course, but like Vaughn Vertigo is the PCW UK Cruiserweight Champion. Same thing. Um, it's pretty cool to me that people don't just want to come and wrestle here because you know, in, in the least egotistical of ways, I think anybody should want to come and wrestle here. I think we've got a great platform and we make sure that we get our wrestlers over and we make sure that everything is provided quickly as far as footage goes. And it's provided easily for fans to be able to view. I, I think we're a great promotion as far as that. But when people are choosing to come up here for, for meaningful matches or history making matches or sort of uh, check marks on their career, um, goals lists i hate the phrase bucket list their goals lists that's pretty rad that's <laughs> really really cool you know um speedball mike bailey coming up and choosing to make their debut here in alberta like mm -hmm. that's wild they're one of the biggest professional wrestlers in the world right now and mm -hmm. uh they they went out of their way to mm -hmm. choose to come to love pro wrestling first you know Alberta's definitely a scene in a lot of ways. Uh, I think that uh, over the last few years, you've definitely seen it explode in a way that it hasn't been in a few years, but um, people want to come out here. It's not as though the Hart family and the Hart house and Calgary, Alberta, Canada aren't a draw for people <laughs> to come up and want to wrestle in, right? But um, the fact that people are choosing to come to Edmonton, people are choosing to come up here for us, um, for some pretty meaningful matches in their careers is uh, wild. It's, it's pretty humbling, man, that, uh, not only, and I've said this a few times when I'm doing my post-match little on the turnbuckle speeches, like we don't just bring the best of the best to Edmonton, but like the best of the best want to come here. Yeah. And that's a very, very different sentence. And it's uh, a lot more meaningful that it's, uh, the latter much more than it is the former, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's when it comes to, you know, like, okay, the, they're, they'll you know come wrestle a show there okay that's great but when it's like actively seeking out being like hey this is a place where i want to come wrestle i want to be a part of your promotion if that holds a lot of weight and a lot of water when it comes to the world of wrestling oh i i couldn't agree with you more blair it's mm -hmm. uh it's just really meaningful it really mm -hmm. really is uh one of the more meaningful parts of it to be blunt with you um you we had talked about you know some of the debuts and i mean the Alberta scene right now, it is, it's a hotbed for wrestling. We, I think it's very fair to say, um, we, we've seen two wrestlers really start to like carve their own way in LPW. And I'm talking about Wolf Boy, Will Matla and the, the, the wily veteran Jared Rogers and seeing their progression through the ranks of love pro wrestling. I mean, it's been great to see. And I mean, I, I don't think I can say enough great things about Jared Rogers because I mean, from that first time we watched a match on brunch, like the dude, he, like I said, he looked like a wily veteran in there. He's crushed it every time. <laughs> it, it's great to see the, the influx of the younger wrestlers, the newer wrestlers making their way through LPW as well, man. And that is full, full 100% kudos to the clandestine wrestling society 
to MRB, to Zoe, to Taryn, to Steven, to Bayrat, to everybody training out there that has helped in their development because the proof's in the pudding there. It really is. Um, you know, I'm sure, and by no means do I have any like or hard evidence. I've never trained a day in my life, but uh, we've all heard horror stories about training situations. We've all heard stories about, you know, less than desirable uh, trainers. But it's pretty cool to see what MRB and the team over there have been able to do with Jared, with Will, with the other students, you know, getting out there the couple of times that I've been able to and and just to drop by and say hi. Again, I ain't training. But uh, uh, just seeing what they've been able to do with their students has been so cool. And again, it all ties back in a lot of ways to what we have a lot of fundamental beliefs in is that wrestling's for everybody. If you want to come in, you want to put an effort in, there is a spot for you. Mm-hmm. Um in Jared and Will's case specifically, like it's been even beyond my own wildest expectations. Um, getting to see Jared come out for that first match against Zoe on the clandestine wrestling society's, I think first show um, was wild for me because, you know, in the best of ways, I didn't have a lot of expectations and whatever expectations I didn't have, he blew out of the water. Mm-hmm. Um, same goes with Will. And, you see over the few months that they've been a part of Love Pro, Jared almost a year at this point, but uh, the few months that they've been a part of Love Pro respectively, um, they've both grown leaps and bounds, right? Mm-hmm. Because they've got great training. They've got an environment where there's a lot of positive feedback. There's a lot of positivity in the crowd. Everybody, again, is looking to pull the rope the same way and uh, really make a scene out of this. So um, I'm really, really proud of both of those guys. I'm really, really proud of MRB and, and again, the Clandestine Wrestling Society because I really don't think there's anywhere better to train. And uh, if you want evidence of it, well, there's two perfect examples of it. Yeah. I mean, and I know like as a fan, it's great to see like, cause it's so easy just for, you know, like, okay, so-and-so is there. You can bring them in for a show, you know, whoever it may be generic wrestler, be but then to see younger wrestlers you know being given the opportunity and obviously they've worked hard you're not just going to put anybody in there but they've shown that it's you know they're they've developed they're part of i don't say part of the team but like they've bought into everything the beliefs they are the same mindset they want the same things going forward so to have that and know that like hey this this person's a good person we're gonna have them here and it's it's kind of nice to see that progression when it comes to wrestling when, when people earn opportunities, give them to them. Yeah. Like as dumb as that might sound to say, um, Jared and Will earned the opportunities and they came in and they blew them out of the water. And, you know, I'm just going to be blunt and I've told them both this. Um, if they didn't, they wouldn't be on the shows. Mm-hmm. They're on the shows as everybody on a Love Pro Wrestling event is. They're on there for a reason because they're great at what they do and they're a great human being. That's it. That's all. There really aren't many qualifications for lack of a better way to put it. Um, They came in, they earned the opportunity to get a first match respectively. And because of their first, they earned a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth and a sixth, however many (laughs) they've had at this point. (laughs) Well, with like this past year, I mean, we saw a match that I never ever expected to see in an LPW ring. And that was the three stages of hell match between <laughs> Zoe Sager and Gigi Ray. And I mean, like, as I, I was fortunate enough, I had the chance to talk to Gigi for the LPW show and like hearing her talk. And then now seeing her, what she's been able to do outside of that, where she's, you know, training in Japan right now, wrestling over there. And it's like, 
to see how all of this comes together and just where wrestlers are able to progress their careers from it. I mean, we saw it the next night after LPW 20, where Travis and Judas were wrestling on collision. And it's like yeah. watching these wrestlers taking part in LPW ring and then branching out and growing their careers more. I love seeing that like as a fan and like, you know, being a part of everything here with love wrestling. I love seeing that stuff. It's great, especially for wrestling. Man, for me, so I I work in junior hockey. You know this, obviously. Yeah. We've talked about her. But, uh, oh, actually, I work in junior hockey. So pick up your Alley Cat Crew Brew. We get a dollar <laughs> kickback on every four-pack. Um, but I work in junior hockey. And for me, one of the coolest parts of, of junior hockey is seeing kids progress on to the next level, whether that's the NCAA or going over to play overseas or moving on to the NHL or whatever it might be, right? The entire goal of my shoot job so to speak is push kids on and push uh hockey players onto the next level and allow them to live their dreams um there are a lot of parallels for that for me in professional wrestling like the coolest thing i really will say the coolest thing outside of the actual shows themselves there's nothing i love more than popping through the curtain for that first little edmonton alberta uh at seven o'clock on the last friday of every month there literally isn't but um one of my favorite things, the one A to that is uh, is stuff like that. Seeing people like a Travis and Judas popping up on AEW Collision, quite literally the AEW Dark that Zoe and TFA and Taylor Rising and Michael Allen, Richard Clark, and all of those guys showed up on. Um, that was my thirty first birthday. It was March twentieth. It was recorded mm -hmm. a couple days before. Like that's how I celebrated my birthday. Is I took myself out for a beer and I watched. I watched AEW dark <laughs> that for me, man is the coolest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. um, and that has nothing to do with love pro. And I mean that in the nicest of ways, like I'm really, really humbled that again, all of those people choose to be a part of love pro um, as often as they choose to be. I'm really, really humbled that we're a small part of their careers, but like, that's all them, man. Mm -hmm. I, I firmly think they'd be there if it wasn't for us. I'm just <laughs> happy that they're there and that they're also here. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, that for me though is the coolest part of anything. When an MRB pops up on GCW, or even for me, when we went out to the WrestleCore events there in August, the coolest parts for me were seeing the Short Kings have the match of the weekend, or the Fatal Five Way, or seeing Son of Irish take on the first tattoo death matches in <laughs> professional wrestling history. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, I got to go out and I had a blast, and I love getting to do what I do. But um, seeing the success of others and Talk about great training. MRB really imparted that on me too. But seeing the success of others, man, is the uh, uh, the coolest part of this. It mm -hmm. really, really, really is. Because a rising tide raises all boats. Mm -hmm. You've mentioned the clandestine shows um, that happened the night before LPW events. For those who haven't been there, what can they expect with a show like that? They're a lot different than the Friday shows. And we've really tried to differentiate them. Mm -hmm. Um, the Friday shows are really our, uh, pay-per-view events for lack of a better way to put it. Uh, the Thursday night events are really where people get the opportunity to come out and try new things and lean into new character bits or, you know, in Zoe's case specifically, we keep going back to her. She's cutting a lot of promos on the, uh, Thursday night shows. Um, people are maybe learning how to work into new gimmicks or learning how to work into new gimmick matches, like a blindfold <laughs> match or a <laughs> document on a pole match. Um, you're going to get a lot more, um, 
non-traditional professional wrestling, I guess is the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really love them for me. Uh, the Thursday night shows, you know, I friggin' love the Canadian goose, Kyle Shaw. And I love the fact that he is the other ring announcer for love pro wrestling. He hosts all the Thursday shows. I get to just sit down, uh, and watch those as a fan. And it's very, very cool to see a lot of people, um, push themselves out of their comfort zones for Mm -hmm. those Thursdays. It's really, really cool for me. And it's tough when it comes to wrestling to be able to do something like that, to try new things, because I mean, for the most part, you always have to be on, like, you're not going to be trying new stuff at like your first time wrestling for a promotion. I mean, this is an opportunity where like, Hey, you're given the chance. You can go out there. You can try those moves. You can try cutting promos where it's like, it's almost a space where it's like understandable that like, Hey, you're going out there, give it a go. Why not? What's the worst that's going to happen from? That's exactly it. Like, you know, it sort of gives you the best of both worlds and that you're able to get out there, you're able to try new stuff, but you're able to do it in front of a live crowd in an environment that, yeah, it's still a live crowd and and they're going to notice, but it's not in a high pressure environment. Like I say, yeah. like it might be on a Friday night in uh, the rec room. Mm-hmm. Um, now, me and Pluggo on for exposure. I mean, we always preview the upcoming LPW cards. You know, we we talk about what's going on, and I think every time Son of Irish had a match where he was defending his title, I picked against him because I'm like, this is the time he's going to lose. He's going to lose, and then he kept winning. And then I even told him when I talked to him, I was like, it got to the point where it's like, yeah, Irish is going to win. You know, like he just he flipped the script like that and just had me buying in. And I mean. Just like with Zoe, what did Irish's run as champion mean to LPW and even for him as a wrestler? I can't speak for him as a wrestler. Like I can speak for what I think as a fan it meant to him as a wrestler. But um, for me personally, like what Son of Irish was able to do and just the the level of of investment, I guess, is the best way to Mm -hmm. put it. Um, For me... Like he went a year and a bit with without winning a match for Love mm-hmm. Pro Wrestling. He picked up a win at a tag team match, changed the game, and then after that, he didn't win until February of 2023. Um, for a wrestler to come in, and I'm just really personally of the belief, like wins and losses don't matter unless you really make them matter, right? And there's a best of both worlds to both of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can certainly understand if someone's approach and says, Hey, so you're not gonna win this year. Um the fact that son of Irish was, was willing to invest in us, willing to go out, willing to give it his all uh, with all of that. Um, and then continued to do so obviously, but the fact that he committed to us, um, reaped the benefits of it and then went out there. And like you said, Blair, um, I think, I think Cody surprised a lot of people in the best of ways. Mm -hmm. Cause like you say, he, he's really, um, I think he's really changed his own perception with a lot of people and Mm -hmm. that, a lot of people, and this is my own words with things, but like uh, a lot of people maybe didn't see him at the level he is now mm-hmm. because he goes out there, like you say, and he tears it up against guys like an MRB and an Artemis Spencer and the thickness and Amir Jordan and a GG Ray and Travis Williams and goes out there and, and puts on arguable, again, matches of the night with each of those people. You can look through all the cards that all those matches were on, folks, and that's a high praise. Um fact he was able to go out there uh, I really think he did an excellent job of elevating just the challenge championship which is always going to be a tough job to do when Taryn from accounting did such an excellent job of doing that Mitch Clark did such an excellent job of doing that Um, 
I think he did it. And I think Travis Williams is in the process of doing that again. Um, it's really cool for me, that title and frankly, all four of our sets of championships, when you include the tags, um, have become some of the most pre prestigious titles in Canadian wrestling. And uh, speaking for Son of Irish specifically, he's a huge reason that the Challenge Championship is. So um, nothing but love for him. I, I couldn't be more proud again. And I'll probably end anytime you ask me about a specific wrestler that wrestles for us as consistently <laughs> as he does or Zoe does or Michael or Jack or whoever. Um, like, I, I couldn't be more proud he's part of our roster. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm not going to try to rattle off too many because, I mean, let's face it, <laughs> everyone who's done it has, I mean, the roster right now, I mean, we've talked about it. They go out there and they put on incredible matches. They deliver every time there's a show. It's 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 just a given. Buddy, we're 2008 point. SmackDown as yeah. far as Alberta goes. That's the like, only way that I can put it. And the, the 2023 Love Pro Wrestling roster is stacked. We get a picture of the locker room with like, me standing in the back, Taker style. <laughs> it's, nah, man. We got it's, the best of the best, and I stand yeah, by that. It's true. I mean, Jack Pride has killed it. I mean, Mars, Thickness, all of these guys, TJ Cannon. I mean, they've done, he's done a great job. The Rads have done great work. And, like, we were talking about it last month, and, like, the tag division alone, like, you touched on it briefly, like, it's one of the best tag divisions when it comes to independent wrestling right now with when you look at the teams that could come in at any given time or that they have that has step foot in there like it's stacked right now it's great i as a fan of tag team wrestling that's what i love when it comes to independent wrestling because sometimes it's so easily forgotten i agree and i i love that you bring that up man because for me and again stop me if you've heard this before blair but like <laughs> Pro wrestling is at its, at, at its best when it's a variety show. Mm -hmm. It really is. You can't just go out there for most 99% of shows. There's an exception to every rule and have eight different singles matches. They could all be great, but it's the same flavor for the most part, right? Like mm -hmm. when you've got the opportunity, when you look at Paralira or any iteration of the clandestine society or any iteration of the rads or seven or reloaded, or, you know, even just looking at possibilities, sovereign coming out here, mm -hmm. or, uh, it, it's it's wild what we could potentially be doing, and that's just even looking at Western Canada, right? Mm -hmm. Like you start to look at teams like a TDT, you start to look at teams like Casanova Productions out of East. You know, I ain't giving any spoilers, but people you want to work with in twenty twenty four, there's there's certainly a list I've got sitting right next to me, brother. Uh, <laughs> there's there's such a great tag team scene in Canada, and again, when you've got the opportunity to. Um, bring something unique, bring first time matches, bring first time wrestlers, whatever it might be that uh, might bring some new people in or some people that say, oh, crap, TDT's out here. I didn't know there was wrestling out here, but I know them. So let's yeah. go check them out. Right. Like, um, with, <laughs> excuse me. There we go. No problem. Um, oil rumble is coming up. We're under a month away. Now, this is a huge deal when it comes to not just LPW, but to me wrestling in Canada because I mean this is the first time happening like how I'm sure you can't give all the details but how does something like this come together um so full credit to the oil kings because by no means would we ever be opposed it is certainly something we've talked about on the dream end of things of like what would happen if we ran an event at Rogers place or how could we make something like this happen you know it's not as though we didn't think it was unfeasible. You look at what the Hitmen have done with the PWA and now Dungeon Wrestling down with uh, 
uh, they're Bret Hart nights. But uh, full credit to the Oil Kings on that end of things. And full credit to Kevin Radomski. They were the ones who approached us. Um, I've known Kevin for a few years just with my work through the Sherwood Park Crusaders. And uh, uh, he approached me. This would have been, what, six, seven months ago at this point. And, uh, you know, just sort of floated the question of, well, would you guys ever want to run an event at Rogers Place? And I don't think I've ever said yes faster in my life. And <laughs> sort of went uh, sort of went from there. So, uh, we were officially able to announce it would have been October. Yes, it would have been. We officially announced in October because we soft announced it to close out our event in. No, we announced in September because we closed it out with our event in August is the way that that worked out is we were able to soft announce it. But um, yeah, man, we're we're less than a month away. It's It's wild. It's come up this quickly. It's really, really wild. It's come up this quickly because, you know, you announce something and it's, uh, whatever it would have been six months out, seven months out. And now, like you say, we're less than a month out. It's our mm-hmm. first show of the year. I thought that December was going to be this nice little relaxing, quiet time. <laughs> and, uh, it certainly has been in some ways, but in a lot of ways it's been well spent. You're prepping for uh, knock on wood, potentially 10,000 people to be seeing love pro wrestling to kick yeah. off the new year. So, um, yeah, that's, that's sort of how it came about. You know, it's, it's not really interesting in the best of ways is once the connection was made it was it was again i use the word easy pretty liberally as far as it goes <laughs> but uh it was a pretty easy yes from our end of things and from there it was just figuring it out so got two matches announced so far michael allen richard clark challenging mrb for the lpw grand championship and then like i mentioned earlier travis williams defending the challenge title against the intangible zoe sager yeah and i mean I, and more to come like when you're looking at some of the best in Canada right now, when it comes to wrestling, I mean, there's four of them right there. So, I mean, yeah. the fans are going to be in for a treat when it comes to uh, the oil rumble. I can say that much. Yeah. And with it, we really, really wanted to make a point of, uh, um, we really wanted to make a point of using it to showcase the best that love pro wrestling and the best that uh, Canadian wrestling has to offer, mm-hmm. you know, it would have been really, really cool. And by no means is it like, um, complaints, not the right word, but, um, it would have been, uh, pretty cool to bring a name in, but we weren't able to do that. So using this as an opportunity to really highlight our roster, to really highlight some of the people from day one of love pro wrestling, you know, whether you look at MRB, whether you look at Zoe, uh, whether you look at Michael Allen, Richard Clark, who was literally part of the first ever singles match in LPW history, him and Artemis Spencer, uh, or whether you look at Travis Williams, who main evented the first of our monthly shows against MRB. It's uh, it's pretty cool. And obviously, again, more to come. And there's a little bit of a spoiler for you. But um, it's pretty cool to have people that have really invested in Love Pro since day one be a part of um, the biggest show in company history. Yeah. Really. Well, you've got the Oil Rumble. Then less than a week later, you have LPW 22. Like, how do you plan two shows less than a week apart? Like, to me, if this is me, my stress level is through the roof trying to uh, manage everything. So I don't know how you're keeping track of all this especially with not one of the ways this is not one of the ways that i have had a month off is the best way that i can put that um it's it's been it's been challenging but admittedly dude it has been a cool challenge we've never done anything like this even when we're doing uh the thursday and friday shows uh like i said the thursday shows i'm completely a fan 
I really, really am. So I stay fairly hands off as far as those go. Um, the Friday shows are really the ones that I'm most hands on with. Um, planning two shows like this, three shows really in, in one week is certainly a challenge, but um, we're all up for it. And I think that when you come out on January 21st, or if you come out on January 26th, as Billy Starks and Zoe Sager go one-on-one, Von Vertigo challenges, whoever wins our LPW Grand Championship match there on the 21st, um, and more to come. Like, it's 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 a really, really great problem to have when it's mm-hmm. how do we figure out which great matches to put where. Mm-hmm. It really is, man. I can't complain whatsoever. Like, I, you know, I think I've already mentioned it, but I'm going to be there for LPW 22. So make sure you come out and say hello, because I mean, I'm fun to talk to, but it's oh, so like, I won't be there. <laughs> Spencer's <laughs> not going to be there. I'll be there. Like, I'm so like jacked up for this already. And like, we have two matches announced and one of them is only partially announced. And I, I'm like, that alone has me like, just so stoked for this card already. I can't wait. It's just, I'm just giddy thinking about it. It's delightful. It's titillating. It's a lot of those like excited yeah. words that you wouldn't normally use. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I don't know what it is, but it's like, you see a match like Billy Starks and Zoe Sager and it's just like, fuck, those two are just going to crush it. And like, to be able to see that in person, like, hell yeah. I'm, I'm so stoked for that. You and I both, man, and I'm excited to see you. I know Lawrence is coming out. I know yeah. JPJ is coming out. We got a good contingent of the LPW crew heading out this way, but uh, it, it's going to be exciting for a lot of reasons, man. You know, mm-hmm. even right now, you know, normally we would be about uh, about two weeks away from show day, and yeah. the fact that we're about six weeks or five and a half weeks, whatever the math there is, uh, away from show day is uh, eating at me for all the right reasons. I am so excited to get back to it. 2023. Uh, I think if you asked anybody on the love pro wrestling end, it gave you all the more reasons to be excited for next year, because I said it at the end of 2022. And frankly, I feel we delivered in spades on the fact that we said, if you thought this year was good, just wait until next year. And if you thought 2023 was big for love pro, uh, brother, as Judas priest said, you got another thing coming in 2024. (laughs) I am, uh, I am really excited. I am really, really excited to see what we can do, what our roster can do, and what uh, uh, Love Pro Wrestling can do in 2024. Now, I mean, I always get my guests to give a match recommendation. So I'm going to ask you for a match recommendation, but I w- I'm hoping it can be from this past year's LPW shows. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be the banger, but one that you think that uh, the listeners should go check out because they're all available to watch up on the LPW YouTube channel. Each and every Love Pro Wrestling match is available on YouTube. Now, that is from our Friday shows. If you want the Thursday events, you want our out of rec room events, including January 21st's LPW EOK Oil Rumble, head to our Patreon. See, that's a nice little cheap plug, hey? Yeah. Um, there's also a nice way for me to try and delay the answer. Uh, if you really <laughs> want my answers as far as it goes, okay, I'm going to give you three because uh, okay. there were two matches last year that I thought really summarized the year in Love Pro. Um, ironically enough, one of them has two of the same competitors in it. Um, the first match that I'll give you is Zoe and MRB from LPW 11. Uh, that kicked our year off. That kicked off the intangible era um, and really, really, I think, set the tone for 
a great year of storytelling, a great year of main events. The only match that Zoe didn't main event with the LPW Grand Championship was uh, the match against Judas, where Speedball and MRB was our main event. But like Zoe Sager was the main event for Love Pro through the year, and uh, that was her first crack at it, delivered in spades, and uh, got better and better throughout the year. Um, I think that Zoe and Gigi in that three stages of hell was really, really cool for the fact that um, it really concluded a three-year feud, I mm-hmm. think. It really tied things together between her run with the PWA, everything that happened over there, you know, winning the championship back, the PWA title with uh, uh, the Battle of the Dome 2, I believe it was. Like, there was a lot of nuance to, I think, what we did there in the month uh between lpw 16 and 17 that really helped that tie everything together and then how can you not talk about the main of love pro 20 like seeing lumberjack larry woods win that title um even for me you know obviously as a guy who knows how things are going to go for every match before they happen um i was still emotional seeing that one it was very very cool for me to uh uh see that i know that uh yeah i i i know that anybody would agree with me on that that was there for it it was just a really phenomenal moment again it really just ties back to when we're talking earlier about long-term storytelling and Mm -hmm. really making that a focal point of love pro i think that's another just perfect summation of it so um i think that there are probably 15 friggin' matches that I could tell you that um, <laughs> I, I really thought tore it up this year and probably more than that. But uh, those three specifically, I think really um, exemplified what Love Pro is all about. Mm-hmm. Great storytelling with great people, great matches. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm really proud, really proud of every match. But I think those three sort of uh, tentpole the year for us. Now, here's your chance. You can plug anything you would oh, like. Oh, Speedball and MRB. There we go. What yeah, the fuck am that, I doing? That, that's a gift. <laughs> that's a gift. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, it's to the point where like that match was so good. It's like I try not to like give that as my top for all of them just because there's like there has been so many other great matches that I don't want to discount them. And it's like, we know MRB and speedball put on a fucking banger of a match. It's just like, okay, well let's not forget. Like these other ones are really great too. So don't forget them. So that's how I look at it. Yeah. There we go. I think that that uh, there's, there's four, there's your, there's your four pillars, a phrase never used before in professional wrestling. Never first time you've heard it here on the grain maker wrestling podcast. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anything you would like to plug here is your chance because we've got shows, we've got socials, all that stuff. So have at her. Well, if you want to follow us at Love Wrestling, don't just follow me. You can follow me at Spenny Love on Twitter, but don't just follow me. Follow us anywhere the podcasts are played, videos are viewed, or audio is created. Just great content is created by great people, really. At Love Wrestling CA, that's on Twitter, that's on Facebook, that's on YouTube, Twitch, anywhere in between. If you want to pick up tickets to see Love Pro Wrestling live, head to Tixer, T-I-X-R.com backslash Love Wrestling. You can pick up season tickets. You can pick up tickets to LPW's collaboration events with the Clandestine Wrestling Society, our Thursday night events, and then our Friday night events are there as well, including I Don't Know About You, LPW 20. 22. That's taking place Friday, January 26th. The only Love Pro Wrestling tickets that you can't pick up on Tixer are on Ticketmaster. 
because if you want to pick up tickets to the Oil Rumble, head to Ticketmaster. It is the Edmonton Oil Kings versus the Saskatoon Blades game at 4 p.m. on Sat or Sunday, excuse me, January 21st. You'll pick those up there. Our uh, our, our our setups rad. I'm just so excited. I can't put it any better than that. I was going to try and throw a lot of hyperbole, Blair, but I'm real excited to bring live pro wrestling to Rogers Place. WWE's been there. All Elite Wrestling's been there. And on January 21st, Love Pro Wrestling will have been there. So Hell yeah. Pick your tickets up for that. Kick the year off right. And we hope to see you there. But uh, yeah, if you want to follow us on the socials, follow everyone at Love Wrestling, including the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, you handsome devil you. Hey, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. So... <laughs> I'm looking forward to being out there for LPW 22. I hope everyone else is going to grab tickets because it's going to be a fun little card. Spencer, thank you so much for joining me. It was great just being able to talk about the year that was with LPW. Dude, thank you. I'm excited. It was great to have you out here in September. It's going to be great to have you out here in January. Like, I got to make my way out your way here sooner rather than later. I do have to do that, but... I ain't going to be complaining as long as you're making your way my way. <laughs> thank you so much to Spencer. And thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at GreymakerPod. Basically all social medias except for TikTok. Maybe one day I'll get a TikTok, but probably not. So all if you google Grainmaker wrestling podcast you will find everywhere where i am so definitely check that out up on all podcast streaming platforms and you can find me every saturday doing for exposure with my good friend plugo here on love wrestling as we take a look at the world of independent wrestling it's a great time it's a lot of fun and we would love to have you be a part of it so thanks for checking out the podcast we'll talk soon